This podcast is intended to motivate, educate, support, and inspire you on your journey towards inner peace. We are not medical professionals, and we do not offer any medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek the advice of a licensed medical professional. Welcome back to A Witch, A Mystic, and A Feminist. This is Marlena. I'm here with Christy. Jamie is not with us today, but she will be back. We are going to be diving right into part two of Women in Competition. Here we go. So another thing that women tend to do is we're not competing with other women, but we're competing with ourselves. Yes. And again, those feelings of insecurity, not being good enough. If I were more intelligent, I would be able to get that promotion. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not pretty enough. Or that man or woman would show me the time of day. It's it's constantly feeling like we're not enough. And then again, we start to do other things to make ourselves feel better. That is a big one for me. Looking at someone and seeing the prettier, faster, better, all-around version of me and being frustrated that I'm not it, that I don't have all the things that they have. Back in my 20s, <laughs> I would have handled it very differently. But but now it's recognizing that and saying, okay, for whatever reason today, I'm feeling like she is just kicking ass and I'm really in a shitty place. <laughs> so so I'm going to recognize that she's having an amazing day and she's bringing her A game and I am just off and that's okay. But maybe there's something that she can teach me. Maybe there's something that I can learn from her in this. Maybe there's something I can take away if if it's not just superficial, right? And I'm, I'm looking right. to another woman in maybe a mentorship capacity or even just she knows more about witchy stuff than I do, Marlena. I want to learn from her, right? Like I don't need to talk shit about the witchy stuff that she says she knows. I just need to ask her questions and learn about all this awesome stuff that she has filled her brain with and really just lived and loved and taken in. So that's a, that's a big one for me. I find myself there a lot. Yeah. And that's just also a sign of growth, the growth that we have now. And to be able to be like, as you were saying, learn from other people. Like, Uh what is my lesson in this? And that's one of the things that I try and recognize just in anything that I do or any problems that I have. What is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn here? And when I'm not feeling as as smart or as fast as the younger version of me that's, you know, sitting right there. It's like, okay, what is my lesson here? Right. And that's exactly the same thing I do is I just kind of check myself and why am I feeling this way? What is making me feel this way? It's usually never the other person. (laughs) So um, exactly. Right. So it's just an inward conversation of check yourself, get it together and like, Stop with the intrusive shittiness that is going on in your brain. And then, right. <laughs> and then you can move you on. You know, I, I just had this conversation with my mom, the devil and the angel. It's really uh-huh. your ego and your higher self. And mine are constantly having this dialogue going back and forth. And I'm just sitting there like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know, as yeah. the observer of my own thoughts. <laughs> yep, Exactly. It's interesting conversations that go on. (laughs) So women negatively compete with each other. So again, 
guilty of this. The kid is going to school. She went to the same elementary school, junior high school, then went to high school, all with the same kids. So you see those moms. Those moms, to me, were the moms that had the wealthy spouses, didn't have to work. They're in their gym clothes with the full makeup, and they're all they're all together looking down at me because I this is Working. the first time in like two years that I've dropped my kid off and going off to work. But I'm looking at them as exactly what I just said. These mm-hmm. wealthy moms that don't have to work, that come walking up with their full makeup and their gym clothes, and they're probably not even going to the gym. Like this is the shit going through my head and sitting there judging them for that stereotype gender. Oh, you don't have to work. You get to stay home, be stay at home mom, and your life right. is perfect. And, you know, here I am having to go to work and have my own insecurities regarding all of that. Yeah, I've had the exact same experiences you, right? Like just the amount of moms at school that would ask me to be part of something during school hours, right? Or right. And I'd say, oh, sorry, I work, right? And in my brain, they were judging me. Oh, right. she's working. She's not at home with her kids. Oof, maybe they can't afford it or, ooh, or maybe worse, maybe she just doesn't want to, right? So like that was the stuff that I would, I'm like, they must be thinking that. Right. Um, which is all in our own head. It is. I mean, you know, as I'm sitting there judging them, I'm thinking they're judging me, which is why I'm judging them. So <laughs> I'm justified in this. And, you yep, know. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I think something that I do now is I try to remind myself that those women are completely different people than I am, right? So they right. have a different personality, they have different strengths, different perspectives, a different upbringing. I mean, different hardships, different stories, they are just completely different than I am. So I'm thinking this way doesn't mean they're thinking this way. I, if I'm judging you, doesn't mean they're judging me, right? They are, exactly. they are a unique individual. So if you don't click, right, if you try to compliment them or you try to do something good to kind of pump them up and you still don't click, then just move on, right? right? There's no exactly. nothing lost. You've done something good. You've complimented them or you've tried to strike up a friendship with them. Cool. It doesn't work. That's it. That's all. You can walk away. You put yourself out there. You tried. Didn't work. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. (laughs) So, (laughs) Right. You know, vice versa. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to tear them down after you discover that, right? After you discover you can't, you eh, we're just not going to be friends. We don't really click. It doesn't mean that you get to now tear them down or have to tear them down, you can continue to pump them up to other people, right? Like, oh yeah, she's super sweet. We just didn't really click. And that's, right? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to devalue someone else to find value in yourself. And I think that's what a lot of women do is, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with those insecurities and again, super guilty of it. Old Marlena did a whole bunch of cringy things and that's one of them, you know, where I would sit there and I would devalue somebody to find worthiness within myself, Mm -hmm. make myself feel worthy. Yep. Yeah. So, and then also using jealousy as a strategy to get my own life in order. So, you know, my being jealous of someone else, it's like, okay, well, I'm jealous because she's thinner. I'm going to go to the gym, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I think we all have. And I think these are things that, if not all of them, some of them are things that we've done. And also that keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, back to the luxury vehicles. And here's this mom that doesn't have a job and she gets to take her kids to school every day and she's driving up in this G-Wagon. And I'm like, I don't have a G-Wagon, but I have this other Mercedes. And so I'm going to drive up in that. And I'm like, this is so dumb, but it's shit we do. Yeah, it is. Like it's such stupid shit and and saying it out loud. I'm like, God, it's so cringy, but it's shit we do. We were conditioned to pit ourselves against one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about seeing this type of competition in the workplace already. Talking about kind of the queen bee phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, but where else would we see this kind of competition take place? So you see it in school, you see it in high schools, junior high schools, high schools, you know, the minute girls start developing hormones, like that is just when it all starts. And I know I had to deal with it. I know my kid had to deal with it. I'm sure everybody dealt with it, whether they were the subject of the mean girls Mm -hmm. or they were the mean girls themselves. Here's the other thing. A lot of mean girls also had other mean girls above them. Like it wasn't just I was the queen bee in school. Everybody had somebody that they felt inferior to. Yeah. There's kind of a hierarchy of mean girls. (laughs) There there is. It's it's just, it's kind of strange, but yeah. And thinking about it, it's like, I wasn't popular in school and I felt like there were a bunch of mean girls, but then there were girls or women that I spoke to as I've gotten older that they were like, oh, you were, you were kind of a mean girl. And I was like, oh, fuck, really? Was I? You know, and I never recognized that. And so everybody, again, they've been on one side or the other. Yeah. So some of these types of mean girls, so you have the gossip girls where the girls will just sit there and gossip about everybody. And that's not just in high school. Like this shit isn't just high school. It goes on into adulthood. But you have you have the gossip girls that will just gossip about anything and everything. And then you have the critic. So these are the girls that criticize anybody and everybody. They scrutinize the faults of all the other girls that are not within their group and even those that are in their group. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have the rich girls. True. They won't hang out with anybody else but the other rich girls. But again, someone has to feel like that queen bee. Mm-hmm. And then you have the the dictators, and they're the ones that tell you, this is how you have to act. Otherwise, you're not a part of our group anymore. Yep. And then you also have the cyber bullies that'll oh. sit there and they will post up pictures and or whatever and sit there and just talk, talk hella shit online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any form of bullying. Cut it out. Yeah, knock it off. Then there's also competitions within friends. And this one's a hard one. I know I've dealt with it where I would do something and then my girlfriend would do the same thing. Or I'd tell her that I was going to do something, but she made sure she did it first kind of thing. (laughs) And it's like, why 
are we competing with each other? That hurts it when you're with someone and you feel vulnerable and or you've been vulnerable with them. And vulnerability, I, we keep discussing it, but it's such a tough thing. I know for me, there's maybe a handful of people and now podcast world who heard me cry on our first episode, <laughs> but I'm not a vulnerable person in a public setting. There's okay. very few people that I feel comfortable being vulnerable with. And so yeah. when I have somebody that I consider a friend sitting there now competing with me, that hurts. Yeah. And not even, and we're not talking about competition and like you're aware, she's aware, and you're having fun with a competition, right? You're like, huh, we're going to run this 5K together. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're not that about is that. healthy yeah. competition. <laughs> yeah. Sports, totally healthy competition. This, I'm going this for- This is more betrayal. It, it feels more like betrayal. Right. Is what, exactly. what it is. Because it's it's usually behind your back or it's usually done with a little bit of secrecy so that you'll find out eventually, but there's nothing you can do about it. And so you feel betrayed and you right. feel hurt and that trust is broken. Yeah, And you feel heartbroken. And after that, mm-hmm. also, now you're kind of guarded. I know for me, yeah. I get really guarded and I don't want to let my guard down to, to anybody new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's that saying, no new friends, you know? <laughs> I mean, that was my mantra for the for a while. Was right. just kind of like, I'm good with my friends. I'm good with who's in my circle. I don't need to let anyone new in. Right. I um, know who I can trust. I know who I can trust. I vetted these people for right. years. Right. Right. <laughs> so no. Exactly. Good. Exactly. But that is. I mean, obviously, it's so closed off, um, and you don't allow for wonderful connections to come into your life, right? Right. You're going to miss out on amazing events, amazing life events and and connections with people if you do that. So some of the things we can do, some of the actions we can take as women to break the cycle, you know, and that's one of the cycle. (laughs) We need to break the cycle. Like we need to, to, we need to not be mean to one another. We need to be kinder to each other. One is recognizing our faults. And and that's kind of a tough thing. I mean, I know for me. Well, I think I'm just going to interrupt you. I think maybe the first thing for me was people need to look inward. Yeah. Right. If you don't have that skill yet, that's what you need to work on first because you have to look in yourself, in your own sometimes crappy heart and discover why you are feeling so insecure, why you are projecting this nastiness onto somebody else that you don't know. Right. Right. So looking inward is really the first step. And then after that, right, then you can start really breaking down the why. Right. Exactly. So looking inward because you can't fix the messiness if you don't know there's a mess. Right. Like, you know, you're just walking around like, I'm perfect. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs> and again, we were conditioned to think this way. Yeah. And so it's one recognizing that we've been conditioned to think this way and that mm-hmm. it's actually okay to break that cycle. You know, yeah. this generation now we're starting to break more and more cycles, which is huge. And it's such, such an amazing thing. So again, you can't fix the messy if you don't know there's a mess. Right. So, and in that, be compassionate with yourself. 
-hmm. Be kind to yourself because we don't know what we don't know. And this is everything that's been taught to us. And so learning something new and and trying to change that mindset, it's not easy. So be compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. Yes. So another thing you can do, and this is just in life in general, practice gratitude. Be thankful Mm -hmm. for the life that you have. You know, we only – well, I don't want to say we only have this life. We do have, uh, I believe, in past lives and future lives and reincarnation. Another episode. A a totally different episode. (laughs) We'll discuss that later. But, you know, this is the life that we're in right now. And so you got to be grateful for that. Be grateful that you woke up today. Be grateful for everything that you have. I'm grateful for my husband and my relationship with him. I'm grateful for the amount of effort that we've both put into our marriage to where we have a successful marriage where both of us feel truly happy and truly fulfilled. I'm grateful for the career I've worked so hard for that I now want to share my knowledge and my experiences with those that are coming up. And so that leads into mentoring as well. And I know we discussed this earlier, but mentoring, you know, making sure that we're mentoring the up and comers because we're not going to be here forever. And I tell you right now, I hope to retire sooner rather than later. I mean, and even in a less formal mode, I mean, just even sharing, right? And talking and communicating with people, with other women that are up and comers, as Marlena put it, is a huge deal. It doesn't have to be a formal mentor-mentee relationship, but just passing on that knowledge can be the key that next woman needs to get to where she's going. So share and learn from one another. I know I've said that. I sound like a broken record, but it is what it is. But sharing is caring. (laughs) Sharing is caring. (laughs) Damn it. Be the woman that lifts up other women. Absolutely. I know that I am so guilty of gossiping about other women. One of the Mm -hmm. things that I do now when somebody is gossiping about somebody else is I will either A, stop the conversation or I walk away. Yeah. You know, because it's not something that I want to be a part of. Right. Well, and, you know, for me, just because somebody else is getting praise for something, mm-hmm. right, doesn't mean that anyone else has to discount her successes by talking shit. Right. So her successes don't take away from mine and yours. Right. They're just different. And why not <laughs> you know, celebrate and- her success? Exactly. Because there's there's room for everybody, right? There's room for us all. Well, and that's one of the other things. The minute you start being in a mindset of lack, that's what you bring in. So when you start to change that mindset and you start to think, well, we can all win. Now the yeah. universe starts opening up those doors and those opportunities for you. You know, yes. there is abundance all around us. Yeah, we just is. have to be <laughs> vibrating on that level. And you know, the reality for me too is that if I feel inferior to someone, things that I'll say to myself is that I have the power to change myself mm-hmm. and I have the power to reach, let's just say her vibration, right? Like I have all of the tools inside of me to get to the places where I want to go. So if I'm feeling inferior, that's on me. Right. I got to change. I got to grow. I got to learn. Um, I got to move. 
And if I'm not willing to do that, then I have to accept that inferiority, right? That's not going to go anywhere. Right. Um, and I've got to, I've got to move on, but I don't need to talk shit about that person. Right. I just, you know, I think what it just comes down to is we need to be kind to one another and yeah. just in general, in the workplace, in our personal lives, with our friends, we need to be kinder to one another. And, you know, I know that this is such a big topic and I know that there's going to be a number of points that we'll bring up in other podcasts and some of these points can be their own podcast, um, <laughs> which, you know, we'll want to do when Jamie's available as well. But, you know, I just, I thought that this was very important, especially well, especially since my spirit guides told me. And I think that in researching a lot of this, it really opened my eyes to why I've done some of the things that I've done or, you know, opened my eyes to actually a lot of the things that I've done. Yeah. And the shit I need to clean up in my life. Right. But, you know, women supporting other women, we really need to get to that place of love. We do. It's the only way we're going to get anywhere. It's the only way we're going to change anything is if we can come together right. as a community and pump each other up and lift each other up, be compassionate, learn from one another. I mean, all the things we've said, Right. That's it's the only way. Otherwise, we're going to com- continue to fall <laughs> on our own and in groups of women. We're not, not going to go anywhere. We're not going to solve anything and nothing's going to get better. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you will join us next time. And you can follow us on Instagram at Witch Mystic Feminist Podcast. <laughs>